I have absolutely been blessed by this RV community. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't RV before. I'd never even towed anything before. Are you an RV person? Or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White, and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire, and let's chat. Hello, my friends and fellow RV queens. Kate White here, coming to you from a small town in Florida. I think it's pronounced Defuniac Springs. I don't know if there's any locals listening, but sorry if I just butchered how you pronounce the name of this town. We are staying at an Airb this Airb. We're staying at an Airb this week, also known as an Airbnb, because our slide is getting fixed on our six-month-old camper. Some of you who've known us for a while know that we have had ongoing issues with our bedroom slide, and this is the week that is getting repaired, and it will never be broken again. I'm just putting that out into the universe. Okay, you are going to love this episode with Tara Myers. She is the woman behind World Share Family, which is a nonprofit. She also carries a full-time job with Target as an event manager. She also hosts an Airbnb. She also, what else? Used to be an a figure skater, a professional figure skater, like the can-do spirit of this woman is infectious. Um, I do want to give a little bit of a technical forewarning uh, because there was a dog whining for a few minutes of Tara speaking. I left it in the episode because I really want you to hear what she's saying. The dog's name is Mickey Mouse, though, so hopefully we can just come into this episode with a little bit of forgiveness and grace because Tara's awesome and because the dog's name is Mickey Mouse. Okay. (laughs) I really love this conversation and I think you're going to be inspired to take it up a notch in your life, people, because Tara is a Wonder Woman and I think it's going to just beckon your inner Wonder Woman whenever you listen to her speak. Let's get into it. Hello, Tara, and welcome to the RV Queens podcast. How are you today? Oh, thanks, Kate. It's exciting to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Um, Can you tell us to start, where are you in the world at this time? I am in just outside of Orlando, Florida, in Claremont. Um, So hanging out at Thousand Trails Orlando, otherwise known as TTO in the space. So loving it. There's a lot of people here that we know. So it's been fun. (laughs) It's a popular spot. And that's where we met. Uh, I think I first met you on that women's fireside chat night, uh, which was super fun. Totally. Yeah, it's it's a good place for connection. Okay, here's where I want to (laughs) start this podcast. You know I have to start here. Disney on ice. (laughs) You have to tell this story. How did this happen for you? Oh, man. Well, so I'm just it's like, so it's still very surreal for me. But um, I was a figure skater growing up. And I was, you know, competing, but like nothing crazy serious. So um, I just really enjoyed the sport of it. And I really enjoyed performing. 
And I have an older brother, actually, I don't even know if you know this, but he's seven years older than I am. And he was a figure skater um, and a very uh, successful competitive figure skater. And he eventually um, went and toured with Disney on Ice. And everything he did, I wanted to do and be just like him. So um, naturally, that was like the next step that I wanted to take, too. So I knew from a really young age that that was the path that I wanted to to go with skating. And I auditioned and sent in. At that time, you had to send in a VHS tape. <laughs> so I'm dating myself oh, a little bit. My but um, yes. <laughs> totally had to send that in. And I ended up getting a phone call from the casting director my senior year of high school. So they had a spot for me and said, can you be here in two weeks? And they flew me out to New York. I had enough credits to graduate high school early. I packed my bags and I was on the road joining the show. The next day I was a quick study and then was in the show. So it is like a whirlwind, but like totally, you know, that, you know, when you have a dream as a kid and then get to realize that it was like every bit as magical as I could have ever expected. Oh my gosh. So moral of the story for all the high school kids listening, just get all your credits in as early as possible in case Disney calls and <laughs> you need to answer and fly to New York, right? You never know, right? Like I had a passport. <laughs> okay. So going from Minnesota, all of a sudden, bam, New York, working for Disney on ice, traveling around. Did you kind of have an idea of what the lifestyle was going to be like, I'm assuming, because your brother had lived it before you? Yeah, it was interesting. I was able to like get a sneak peek because of my older brother. It's it's definitely like you are just thrown into it. You know, there's nobody there to babysit you. Like you are an adult at that point and have a full-time job. And I, um, you know, packed my bags and had to learn how to live out of two giant suitcases. And we would travel to a new city every single week. Um, we would be in a city for one week, perform generally like 10 to 12 shows, and then be on a bus or a plane to the next city. Um, and so you just have to grow up really fast and adapt to traveling with all modes of transportation, getting yourself you know, to the arena on time and um, you know, making sure that you're ready to go. So it was, I, you know, I knew what to expect to some degree, but then also like, learned a ton and grew up really, really fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't imagine. So I just connected some dots in my mind here. Do you think that traveling lifestyle prepared you for RV life or did it put that travel bug inside of you that eventually turned into doing, you know, traveling full-time with your family? Yeah. It's so interesting that like looking back to find myself living full-time in an RV and traveling with my family. I, I never like planned on that whatsoever, but um, it's always just been a big part of my life. So after I got done, so I toured with Disney for about four years. And then after I like quote unquote retired from the sport um, at the age of what, like 21, um, I ended up working in, um, in like an event marketing space where a lot of my job was traveling for that as well. And so I've just naturally been on the road and, you know, working and doing my job in super obscure places and hotels and airplanes. And so it's just, I think it's part of me and, and something that I really enjoy. And so I love that I get to do that still with my family and that my husband loves to do it as much as I do. And so, um, yeah, I, I, 
definitely did not see it coming by any means, but um, I'm so thankful that it did. So I'm glad you brought up your husband. I have the (laughs) great blessing to have interacted with you guys in person several times now. And you two are one of those couples that's kind of a dynamic duo. Like you just, you're like, oh yeah, like obviously they're together. Like you just like, it looks like your strengths just match each other so well. Where in this journey between Disney on Ice and then the event marketing, where did you meet Joe? Funny story on that. We actually met doing an event. I hired him. So <laughs> we joke about it as like, you know, long-term contract, <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, you know, duties as unassigned. Um, so yeah, I ended up, I was doing an event at uh his college campus and needed to hire somebody to like be my like person on the ground. And we hit it off and just really connected really well. We worked really well together, um, stayed in touch. Um, and then eventually like dated long distance and he moved to Minnesota and like, we just, yeah, we do really complement each other well. Um, and we both are, you know, like up for anything and love to just explore and try things and meet people. And, um, so equally yoked, I guess, is what, um, we've been described as, is just like, you know, we can, we can complement each other really well. Totally. I will plus one to that. So you meet Joe, you date, get married somewhere in there. Did you have kids before you hit the road in the RV? We did. We, um, so let's see when we first hit the road RVing Aiden. So Aiden's our oldest, he's eight. And then JJ is our youngest. He's almost four. Um, And so we've been on the road for about a year and a half. Um, So, you know, we had both boys. We have a dog named Mickey Mouse because we're Disney people. And, um, and so, yeah, we hit the road with, with the boys and that was a little bit of an adjustment, but not as bad as it maybe could have been, or like what you might expect. Um, I think, you know, it's having young kids was definitely a different challenge. Um, we actually ended up getting daycare for JJ in a lot of the cities. I would just like call up just any daycare place that I could find nearby and see if they had openings for like the week or two, um, to, you know, just help make the transition a little bit easier. And then also give JJ the opportunity to socialize with other kids and develop and learn. Um, so that was really like fascinating just to like explore other places and care in, you know, all sorts of different types of communities. Some were great, some were not so great. But it was a really cool learning experience. And then for Aiden, um, you know, a lot of his uh, schooling had been done, you know, remote anyways because of COVID. And so he really didn't have like your traditional in-school experience to feel like we were like ripping him from. So the transition actually wasn't that bad. And and the kids really like it. And it's definitely getting easier now that they're a little bit older, I will say. Yeah, the more independent they become, the easier it is like, you know, not having to tie everyone's shoes and get everyone dressed and every all the little kid hand holding things. (laughs) So you had to travel for work. And is that kind of the genesis of why you guys started traveling in the RV? We just thought, let's just take the family on the road instead of mom traveling all over the country by herself. It's funny. You would think that, um, but we actually, 
um, the RV was a little bit of a fluke for us. Honestly, I, you know, it's interesting. Our path is a little different than like a lot of the RVers that I meet on the road. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just fun to hear everyone's stories. So I love that you're highlighting it. Um, for us, we actually had started a organization called World Share back in, I, I think it was around 2018. And essentially what we found is that we like to volunteer and serve as a family and we liked to go on cruises. And so as part of that, like we have a marriage mentor who challenged us and said, well, why are you, you know, what are you doing to advance that and serve while you're on the road? And we were like, gosh, we hadn't really thought of that. We're just going on vacation. Um, and so we thought, well, that's interesting. What if we, um, what if we arranged a service experience or a serviced excursion for people um, who are on our cruise ship? And so we did, and we launched in January of 2020. And um, it was fantastic. We actually had a ton of people that signed up and we were able to do this like really amazing experience to serve kids at an orphanage in Antigua. Um, and so I was really excited about like what this could be and how we could, you know, continue to do that. And then the world kind of shut down and the cruise industry shut down. And so um, we were just kind of reevaluating what does that look like for us? And um, my boss actually was really encouraging and said, why don't you explore like renting an RV and going that way? My job was remote. We were like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, didn't really think that was an option to do with a corporate job, too. So um, she was really supportive. And so we actually did the math and thought, well, it's better for us to buy an RV than to rent one for as long as we would want. Um, so and if we don't like it, we'll just sell it. And that was intended to be a seven week trip. And we're now a year and a half, almost two years in and still going. And, um, you know, we didn't plan on living full time and traveling full time, but it has been so phenomenal that like, we don't want to stop. Your story is so unique, obviously for like many reasons, but something after I've been talking with, uh, you know, a lot of other RV women, something that really stands out to me is that you didn't really head towards RV life because there was something lacking in your life already. You know, a lot of people I talk to are like, I was in the ham, I was in like the corporate hamster wheel and I just wanted the slow life. Or me and my husband's experience was in 2020, everything shut down and, you know, we, everything slowed down and we're like, why are we so busy all the time? And then, you know, a couple years later, we're like, let's just like keeping not busy, you know, like a lot of stories are going to RV life for slowing down. You guys seem to just, <laughs> it just kind of like fit with the momentum you were already having with your career as an event um, manager. And then also a nonprofit you started. What the heck you are like fascinating. Um, and your love of travel and your personality, you and your husband's personalities of you're easing going, but you're also ambitious enough to be like, yeah, obviously we can just, we'll figure it out on the road. Would you say that, would you say I'm describing it accurately? That's totally us. I think we don't know how to slow down, both of us, you know? And so it's like, it's definitely, it's unique, right? Like we didn't, we weren't like running away from anything. We weren't seeking a change necessarily. We just 
had this passion and this desire and we felt like this calling to go and serve and, and like do good. And so it just looks different than what we originally envisioned it would look like, um, you know, but the RV provides us that opportunity. And so it's like, all right, well, what are the barriers? Like, let's remove those and let's hit the road and go do it. And I mean, I do love like the ability of like just stripping away all the outside things and the, the total rat race. So like, I love that I can, you know, slow down and just enjoy nature and, appreciate a simplified life like those are definite perks of being on the road um but it wasn't necessarily like the driving force either so yeah it is it is unique and and always fun to hear people's stories of like what drove them because i know that we're a little bit different in that in addition to everything else and how unique your life is you guys came up with a creative solution for funding your travels i don't know if it's fully or partially but you make money from and you turned your home into an Airbnb. Totally. I know. It's so like, okay, this people think we're crazy for this. And I would have too. I totally would have judged myself like, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, because we thought like, well, we're going for seven weeks. Like, what does it hurt if we just list our house and see if anybody wants to rent it? And like maybe we'll offset some costs. And so we did. And we had friends that were like, no offense, guys, but like, who the heck wants to rent your house? We're, we have a, a 3,600 <laughs> oh, no. square foot home in the suburbs of Minnesota. I mean, it's, it's nice, but it's not like, you know, any, there's nothing like fantastical about it. Right. It's just, it's a regular like suburban house in Minnesota. Um, and so we thought, well, what the heck, we'll try it. We were booked solid for seven weeks. And so it completely offsets the cost of us traveling. And so it affords us the ability to stay on the road. Um, and then honestly, like I, we get questions all the time of like, well, aren't you worried? Is something going to get broken and, or damaged? And like, no, people are super respectful. Like we get families that are coming for, you know, special moments that they're celebrating. And honestly, I really love the stories that, that I hear from them of like, how they used our home and they're making memories, um, you know, with birthday parties and some of these, you know, having a wedding there this coming summer. So, um, so I love that I get to share that. Okay. So, um, faith seems really important to you from what I've seen with your world share work. And then just even talking with you today. And it's funny. And at the time of recording, I have, we're saying an Airbnb, like we chatted about before we got on. And I just noticed there's a little pillow behind me that says faith. So, you know, one of those things, all the things <laughs> coming together. I would love to hear your journey, kind of your faith journey, if you're willing to share and, and how that has just kind of played out for you on the road and with this nonprofit? Oh, man. Yeah, it's that is definitely like, thank you for asking, actually, first of all. Um, it's definitely like a huge part of our lives. Um, and I'd say, you know, like Joe and I both have like various backgrounds um, that really have like shaped us into like choosing to make sure that like, above all else, God first and like, and, and really spreading that, um, and just encouraging hope in people. And so, um, as part of that, like our journey to even starting world share in the first place, I was really passionate about like wanting to go and serve and do this. And I was also really conflicted in my job at the time because it was so demanding. And I just, I was feeling pulled and stretched in too many different ways. And 
So I just said, okay, God, um, please make it abundantly clear what I am supposed to do. Am I supposed to stay in this job? Am I supposed to pursue building up world share? Like, like make it abundantly clear. Well, um, I think like the next week I lost my job and, um, I was like, woohoo, like, thank you. Like prayers answered. This is exactly like I said, abundantly clear. Right. Um, and so I was like flying high, like, this is amazing. And, um, (laughs) that was like end of February of 2020. And then, um, you know, the world shut down. And so the cruise industry shut down. I could like, so then it was like, Oh no, like, what, what happened? But I had to really trust that like God had a plan and, um, and I really didn't know what that was (laughs) because now I have no job, no ability to start and build world share in the cruise industry. Um, it was basically illegal to do any sort of event or gathering. Um, and so I had a really, a, a low moment of like, okay, I thought, I thought I knew what the plan was (laughs) and I was ready to like execute on it because I'm kind of a control freak. And so it it was humbling and I had to really like reset and just trust. And, um, and like looking back though, like, gosh, God provided so much greater than anything that I could have ever asked for. Like I had a incredible severance package that carried me through um, COVID and allowed me to like adjust and be present with my family during a time that like I was desperately needed in the home. And then I ended up getting a new job in the event space for a, you know, major corporation that I love. And, um, so that was incredible. Didn't see that coming. And as part of that, I had a boss that was like, Hey, you should go at, you know, RV. And, um, and so it, the pieces just like continued to fall into place. And as part of that, like, I have absolutely been blessed by this RV community. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't RV before. I'd never even towed anything before. So like, you know, this was a a really amazing opportunity to like get connected with people that, um, you know, come from all different walks of life and, um, and be able to just truly go out and, and find community and serve. Um, and so, I, I don't know. I'm just so grateful for the path that God brought me down. Um, and it is so unlike me to not have a complete plan all the time, but I am learning through this process that like God's got this. And so people are like, well, when are you going to get off the road? And we just kind of say, we don't know, you know, we're, we just are, are really trying to listen and um, go wherever God takes us, whatever doors open, we're going to continue to walk through them. So um, and it's been, it's been a huge blessing in our lives for sure. It's an incredible story. Okay. Quick sidebar. Do you have like a puppy in the background or something that's making a little whiny sound? He is, um, sorry. Okay. He's going to have to join me and he'll sit. Just oh, give me a sec. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Sit. This is Mickey Mouse. Okay. Sit. Sit. Oh, what a sweetie. He likes to sit on my lap when I'm working. And so, so uh, he was sitting over there Joe whining. Took- oh, because he just wanted some snuggles. Glad to have Mickey Mouse on the podcast with us. <laughs> okay, I wanted to touch on what uh, you just described with just trusting, having like a strong faith in your business and all of your endeavors. It reminded me of uh, 
I can't take the credit for reading this book, but my husband just read the book that the founder of Chick-fil-A wrote and something that a quote from that book that him and I have talked about a lot and um, it just keeps sticking out in my mind is about how uh, the founder of Chick-fil-A had this thought that it's not my business, it's God's business. And so that's what basically like kept him going all these years. And it sounds like a really simple, like almost cliche phrase. But if you think about it in the span of your life, that we're on the earth, like maybe a hundred years if we're lucky. And all of these things that we're putting our energy to, it's, you know, if, if we can pay attention to these sparks of um, inspiration or whatever we believe you know, God puts on our heart to do or in our mind and have the courage to follow those through, then in that sense, it really is, you know, God or, you know, other people call it the universe, however people want to shape it up. It's, it's really the hand of the divine that's at work through you in the world, you know, because we're only here a limited time, but that work continues before and after we're on the earth. Yeah, I I will have to read that book. I haven't. Um, But it's, I think that's like my philosophy too with um, like, it's not my business, it's yours, God, right? Like I feel that way in our home too, like with the Airbnb stuff where, you know, people are like, aren't you worried about your stuff? Well, it's not my stuff anyways, really. And it's just stuff, right? And so I think about our house as like, a tool to bless somebody, you know? And so if I, when you flip it like that and go, okay, like God, use me, use my house, use, you know, my, the way that we talk about it with, um, world shares our time, talents, and treasures for good. So, you know, you can, you can leverage all of those things together or whatever that looks like, but there's so much good that if you kind of let go and then, I mean, it is so cliche, but let God handle it. Um, it's amazing what you can do and how you can, you know, connect with people and impact the world. And it it can be so simple, um, you know, just with that little flip of like letting go and you get so much more in return, I think. Thanks for going there with me in this podcast. You can't just like go that deep with everyone, but I felt comfortable (laughs) sharing that with you. So thank you. Oh, totally. Um, Okay, something I know we want to talk about today is highlighting your world share impact boxes. Tell us what you have coming up. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so we have been every so essentially what we did, we have these things that we call impact kits, and they are a big part of how we operate world share. And and so as we pivoted to the RV space, we were doing like these events in every town that we visited. And it was wonderful, but it was really tough to scale um, and to be able to make it accessible for everyone. And that's a big part of what we do is we want to make serving simple. And so um, I kind of came up with the idea of like, well, what if we created something that applies in every city? Um, And so that's where the the notion of these impact kits was born. And so they're essentially like these little six inch by six inch booklets that we created and they contain... um, like messages of hope and encouragement from a Super Bowl champion and there's resources and coloring pages and all sorts of cool stuff. And then there's like crayons and a healthy snack and that all gets put in a little plastic bag 
with a sticker on it. Um, and then we give them out to kids in underserved communities primarily um, on our travels. And there's a ton of different ways that we can do it, but we just make it super simple. So like, you know, we keep some in the car because, you know, there's those moments when you're driving and you see a family that's homeless sitting on the side of the road. And how many times have you driven by going like, I don't have anything to give them or like, you know, how can I help? Well, this is super easy and you can hand it to them and like sit and have a conversation if you want. Um, or you can, you know, drop them off at a boys and girls club or a YMCA or daycare center. There's tons of different ways that you can use these, but it's like a tool and a conversation starter, which we love. So, um, so we created these kits and we kept getting asked by people like, well, how can I get some? And, um, we didn't really have an answer for that because we didn't, we just were doing it and we were assembling it ourselves and handing them out, um, ourselves as a family on our travels. And, um, so finally we got serious about, well, what does that look like and how can people get involved and how can they help? And so we just got yesterday our impact boxes. And so they're essentially like a little, think of it like bark box, but for like doing good in the community. Um, and so it's, it's a little box like that that um, contains everything you need to assemble 20 of these impact kits and then a complete like how-to guide on what you can do with the kits once you've assembled them. So it's a really cool way to like get together with friends or family. The cool thing is like our two-year-old at the time, you know, was able to participate and put the sticker on or put the snack in the bag. So, you know, it's super simple. Um, it's really fun to teach your kids how to serve and then you can go and bless somebody. Um, so we are just about to launch those and have that available on our website where you can go on, you can order a box and we'll ship it out to you for free. Um, and then you can, um, you can go and make an impact and, and help. We have a, a crazy lofty goal of, blessing 50,000 kids. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. Um, but we would love to distribute 50,000 of these kits. Um, and so we want to, we want to encourage people to go on and order a box, um, and then go make an impact and tell us about it. Like that's the best part is like getting to see this like ripple effect of, you know, change and really positivity that's out there. Ooh, that is so good. I love it so much. It's so simple, but it's so impactful you know, both for the community that we're serving, but then also I'm just thinking of, uh, of it from the standpoint of being a mom and teaching my kids that good feeling of let's go out and help people in even the smallest way. Uh, it's just something that I want to instill in them from a young age and you're just making it super easy to do that. So incredible. Thank you for just doing such good work in the world. Props to you. Okay, I have one more question for you, and then I want you to tell where people can connect with you, whatever website or anything, any spiel you want to give about what you're up to, here for it. Um, so the slogan for our podcast is a podcast about unexpected riches. So I would like to hear... In your RV life, what are the unexpected, what's the unexpected richness that you have experienced in your journey? 
Oh, I love that because um, I think just RV life in general is like an unexpected uh, richness for me. But um, specifically, I have found the community like it is honestly, I didn't even know it existed. And um, I didn't know that you could actually make friends like actual friends in this nomadic lifestyle. And yet it's it's amazing. Like I, I just, I love the amount of people that we have gotten to know and that I genuinely will call friend and that I feel like I can go visit them. And I would love for them to visit me someday. Like maybe if we're ever off the road, I don't know what that looks like, but to meet up even and, and to be able to like pick up where you left off, um, is just so fulfilling. And then a bonus on top of that is like this heart for service. Like there are people from so many different backgrounds and, um, with different travel styles and priorities and, you know, ways of raising their family. And we can all come together to like do good and share that common bond is like beyond my wildest dreams. So I am just feeling so incredibly blessed to be a part of the community and like, just have this hidden gem of like all these, these amazing people. I feel like I'm, you know, like giving a Miss America speech or something, but like, I genuinely like my life is so much better because of this community. <laughs> and the Academy, I would like to thank. <laughs> I'll get all sentimental and emotional. I love it. Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing. It has been such an honor to meet you in person. And then also to chat with you today, Tara, you're one of those people like I thought I was an ambitious person. And then I meet you and I'm like, well, nope. <laughs> if she can do it, I need to, I need to step up my game a little bit. Don't, don't worry. Like I, I rest. <laughs> Tell us where we can connect with you and world share on the interwebs. I love it. So, um, our primary social, account is Instagram. We are at worldshare.family. Um, fair warning on that. Joe, my husband is the one who manages most of it. So if you are messaging, just be aware that you're probably not talking to me. You are talking to him. That's a surprise to a lot of people. So I feel like I need to tell them. Um, not to say that I won't respond, but he will... <laughs> He will see it first and, and handle it. Um, and then, so that's our primary Instagram account. Um, you can also find us at world-share.org. Um, go check it out. That's where you can also purchase um, this impact box and um, we'll get that shipped out. Uh, those are our primary ones. And then on a more like personal basis, I'm, you know, working through, uh, Instagram on at the front porch moments for any Airbnb and travel related updates. And that's where eventually you'll get to see some tips and tricks there too. Thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed this conversation. It just made my soul really happy. <laughs> and, and I know the listeners are going to feel the same way. So thank you, Tara. I really appreciate you. Oh, I'm so glad I met you at that fire. Thanks for having me on here. It's just been so great to get to know you. And I am so excited to hear all the fun stories you get to share about this amazing, amazing RV community. So thank you for pouring into this. You're welcome. I will see you on the road. So what did you think? Was that inspiring or what? Hey, before you go, I have two things to ask you. Number one, do you have any questions about RV life or things that you want to hear from the RV women that I'm interviewing? If you do, please send me a DM at 
RV Queens podcast on Instagram. And I will include those questions in some upcoming interviews. Also, if you like this show and it resonates with you or you're being entertained by it or made you cry, laugh, feel something... (laughs) Will you please share it with a friend or share it on your Instagram stories? You can tag our guest and you can tag RV Queens podcast. And that would really spread the love and help us out a lot. Thank you for being here. I really love being part of this community and I will see you on the road. Glad to have Mickey Mouse on the podcast with us. (laughs) 